Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Genty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Genty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. And as Tuesday, September to September the nineteenth, twenty twenty-three. And so, welcome everyone. How's everyone out there doing? That's good. Good. Awesome. Well, you know, let me say this. Today is today is an interesting day because uh, I I want to I want to give I want to give I always give people their flowers. Whether it's on social media or in person, today today was filled with emotion. So today, one of my favorite ch- trainers, shout out to uh, Monica Kearns out there at the South Lake White Chapels camp. I've been going to her camp for two years now. Uh, awesome trainer, you know, just just a great personality. But. I'll save that towards the end of the show because I don't want to get my emotions up and everything else. But um, I want to tell you something that happened this weekend. So this weekend, I went to a firehouse. There's a firehouse down here. Down here, uh, if you live in Bedford, little firehouse, bar and grill. It's a newer, newer place. I think there were like a beer shop before. And then now, well, they weren't anything before but now they're like a restaurant a, a full-on restaurant uh, i went there on sunday and they have all the tvs up their football you know obviously a sports bar so a, a mini a mini sports bar to say the least because they just they just opened uh i think like a month ago or two months ago whatever that may be and so i went there because I had a coupon Before that I went to church And all that stuff But I had a coupon for like One free taco And you get to, and you get to pay for the other one So I said you know what Let me try my luck I walk in there Nice atmosphere It wasn't packed I was concerned because I was like I don't want to be in front of packed people yet Because you got to remember I'm still watching the WNBA And I'm still Gathering information from it because they don't repeat the WNBA on TV. You literally got to go online and watch and, and watch the replay of it or watch t- a ten minute ten minutes of highlights on YouTube. Which, by the way, they don't show you everything. They show you like the bits and parts of uh, of the game that ha- of the game. And so, but but I gather information from it. No matter who's showing, no matter who's showing what, I can gather five takes from the Cowboys game in a twelve in a thirteen minute span. In this case, I'd rather watch a full game because you never know what happened during that full game stuff that somebody else may be talking about versus me talking about what happened in this game in order f- in order for us to uh, get this victory, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But anyways, um, little it's across the freeway. It's across. The uh, I can't say the freeways in, in the middle of the freeway, 
it's tough to get around. If you live in North Florida like me, it's tough to get around to one of these little bars. And so I do want to give a shout out to Chelsea. I met her. I, I think she's one of the uh, people that work there. We talked for like 20 minutes. And it was about, you know, football. We were watching the football game. I watched half of the first quarter over there. Half of it. And then I went home. Home was like five minutes away. And I watched a full, full on game. <laughs> and so hopefully soon I gave them my business card. I said, Hey, you know, I want to do a podcast here. Um, no, I said, it's just down the street, down here. It's just down right here. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I gave them my business card. Uh, I have her number, and um, we'll go from there. But nonetheless, they're 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 growing, and they're adding new things. And it's just right here. Like I said, it's like five minutes away. So we'll see. But let's get to the game: the Jets and the Cowboys. Okay. The game was played on Sunday. Was out Aaron Rodgers. I. I hate to say thank God, but I'm not going to say that because I know the man wanted to play this game. A torn Achilles will keep you out wholeheartedly. And so, with that being said, let's talk about the Jets real quick and their quarterback, Zach Wilson. I, I was pretty high on Zach. You know, I thought he had a great upside coming out of the draft two years ago. I thought... You know, maybe the Jets found their quarterback. Maybe they say, you know what, he can lead us to somewhere. In this case, what you have at quarterback now is not gonna is not gonna lead you to the future. You gotta think about every year, the postseason, the postseason, the postseason. This guy, Zach Wilson, does not think about that. I think I do think he's a decent quarterback. I'm not gonna say good, because there's nothing good about him. There's nothing good about Zach Wilson. I mean, he's just a decent quarterback who, by the way, he went 12 for 27 for 170 and touchdown interception. I mean, I'm, he didn't play that bad this game. Um, I do see a lot, a lack of leadership. And what I mean is commanding the huddle, saying, you know, owning up your mistakes. Right? Owning up mistakes. I could have sworn he threw three interceptions. I think he did. Yeah. I think he threw three interceptions in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Because I have it written down right here. But anyways, Zach Wilson may be one of those guys that may be out of the league two to three years from now. I mean, I hate to say that. I don't I don't face ill will towards a guy. I just feel like if you're not getting the job done, Zach... They got to go elsewhere, which in this case, they went with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. And before that injury, before the injury, everyone was excited. Everyone was thinking Super Bowl. Everyone was thinking, well, before the Super Bowl, they were thinking about the playoffs. Automatic. Uh, division clincher. But injuries happened. He went down last week. And now we got to rely on Zach Wilson, which I do think he needs to study the playbook. He doesn't take time. You you see it in his game that he does not study the playbook. He doesn't do any of that at all. He doesn't. He, you're having a conversation with Garrett Wilson on the on the sideline, which is great because you're doing that on the fly. You're not doing that in practice. There's a difference between doing it in practice and on the fly. 
Like I understand during the game, in the game you can't. Your mind is elsewhere. You're trying to get to the ne next play. In practice, you got a lot of time to work with these guys. Hey, you got a future Hall of Famer who you can learn from. You can sit down and go through a a uh, an entire study hall session with him, with Aaron. But I'm pretty sure you didn't do that because you weren't built for it. You weren't built to be a, an NFL quarterback. I honestly think that he was going to get released when when they went with Rodgers. I thought, you know, this guy's going to get released. But then again, there won't be a team for him because he's not that good. Like the Jets, Jets fans, you have no quarterback. Aaron Rodgers was the next be was the best thing that you have. Well, had if he stays as a Jet, but I'm sorry, the season's over. It's over. You're one and one. It's over. If if I I would rather ride with the next quarterback if I'm a Jets fan than Zach Wilson. Can't get the job done. So in this case, you you know you're going to figure out real quickly who your quarterback is. Who 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 are you signing? They said Colin Kaepernick, and I refuse to look at the the. Uh, the clip because I said Colin Kaepernick does not care about football anymore. Colin Kaepernick cares about his name. It's not about football when it comes to Kaepernick. It's his name. Okay, well, you know he's going to be signed by the Jets. Are you sure you're ready, Zach? Uh, Colin, you're not ready. The season has started. Everyone has moved on. We they they know their depth chart, so you can't just come in and, and, and try to ruin it. Just like you want to, just like a burglar. A burglar wants to come into your house and steal a lot of things. Like Colin Kaepernick is going to steal your playbook, and thinking that he is the best best thing coming. Like, hey everyone, do you remember me? Do you remember Colin Kaepernick? I mean, I remember him. I mean, I'm not going to discredit him with what he did for us, but. The man does not care about football. It's okay. It's okay to say, you know what? You know what? Let me play in a different league. Well, let me say that. Let me play in a different league so that I can not focus on the NFL and not get signed by any team in, in the league. If a team really wanted to sign you, Colin, if a team really wanted to sign you, then it... They... The role, man, that's, that's tough. See, I'm having a hard time answering my own question because because I I don't think at this day and age a team will want will not want to sign you, and I don't think half is political, half is not. So ugh, you got to pick your poison. But anyways, our quarterback Dak, thirty-one for thirty-eight, two fifty-five, two touchdowns. There was a sense in the first quarter he completed first half he completed his first 12 passes. Ball's coming out fast. And he ran for six yards, six carries for 14 yards. Um You know when I watched the Cowboys offense in, in game one, I thought I, I I was thinking to myself, the offense wasn't in sync. It took time to get everybody adjusted to Mike McCartney's offense, him calling the play plays. But Dak this game. I gotta give him credit. That that put on a great performance. 
you know I you know and, and it's not it's not by design it's just what he's cap what what he what he's supposed to do when he's not pressured when he's pressured he'll have different numbers but in this game he was barely pressured and you see the results now is this going to happen every game i hope so but this game is where he's going to struggle and he's going to you know not come back to earth but like i see a different side you know what i'm saying so but i i do i do like this offense i do like the fact that dak's able to call the place quickly so that everyone can can grasp it and know what to do it's in sync right now let's not kill it you know the only way to kill it is turnovers another way is miscommunication you know you know you 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 know where cd lamb is you know where uh michael gallup is going to be you know what tony paul's biggest strengths are when he, when he comes running the running the ball you know deuce vaughn you know the offense all that stuff this offense looks pretty good Dak looked pretty good i'm not sure why uh i'm not sure why we can't have this every game but it again is what the defense throws at you and i thought up front we protected well we protected we protected well even though the jets have some pass rushers there uh, some good interior de defensive linemen. Almost threw a pick. Dak almost threw a pick to Sasuke on there. So, um, really, I don't know. Um, I, I, do, I do think if the pick was made, the interception was made, I do think the game would have changed. And they would have worked hard, harder to get their point. We never, we haven't, we always, we've seen a shorter drive from Dak. I, I want to see drives in six, po in six points in the second half. You got to finish the deal. You can't settle for field goals. Number two, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is a workhorse. 25 carries at 72 yards, seven receptions over 37 yards, 109 all-purpose yards on 32 carries. On 32, yeah, 32 carries, whatever you want to say. He's running with determination. He's hitting the gaps hard. Uh, another player that we, we that I want to... Uh, talk about is cd lamb 11 receptions 143 yards on 13 targets so cooks was out very productive very focused like i said the quarterback and the wide receiver had to communicate to come together that's what i told someone yesterday and i spent 20 minutes with this person explaining the cowboy stuff explaining how dak cannot throw interceptions explaining how Dak has to communicate with his receivers and the offensive alignment of what what they need to do what well not not not, not necessarily the offensive line the receivers of where they're supposed to go what the ball where the ball is going to be placed at and everything else it's going to work when we communicate that's the biggest thing I mean, CD's not the tallest receiver in the game, but he's the slickest. He gets open, and which I like, because it helps us to move the ball further, further down the field. The downside will be penalties. That's the downside. But other than that, 
I like what CD Lamb has brought to the table. I like what Tony Park has brought to the table as well. Um, I do question. I do question. Can they keep it up? I do question. Who is the next receiver that when CD gets doubled, when Pollard does not hit the holes like he used to, what is your next option? Is Dak running? Is Dak getting another receiver go, which is Gallup or Cooks when he comes back, or Torbert, or one of the tight ends, or what would that adjustment be? And I challenge Mike McCartney to make those adjustments whenever we face a a, a, a tougher opponent, which the toughest opponent that I talked about yesterday was San Francisco. San Francisco is the toughest opponent. I think that game's on October the 8th. I'm not, listen, I'm not talking, I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to jump two games, two games ahead because I know we got to focus on the Cardinals and the Patriots. But anyways, but adjustments is key for me. Number three, we got issues in the red zone. We scored 12 points in the second half in the red zone. Shout out to Brandon Aubrey. Uh, we got to be assertive with the play call when it comes down to the red zone. We got to avoid the penalties. We got to get Pollard and Gallup some touches. And we got to run Dak. So Dak, if they don't have a quarterback slot, uh, side, uh, a quarterback spy in the middle, just go ahead and run. Take off. Um, Another thing is Gallup. When Gallup runs those flats or when runs those slants, I want Gallup to be open. Try to fight to get open on those slants on in the slots. Pollard, Pollard can do it all. Pollard can hit gaps. He can catch the ball on the flats and, and give us the five to six yards extra that we're missing. So we we got to be able to. We got to be able to be aggressive as far as our play calling goes, because at the same time, we're not we're not being aggressive in getting the plays out, and which is why it gives teams to line up to change personnel when we get to the red zone. At that time, teams shouldn't be changing personnel; just push it down their throat. Make them call timeout at some point. You know what I'm saying? You got to make them call timeout. Then, and, and, and then let's get the play going in the in in the red zone. I can't. We can't settle for field goals because that's the difference between a win, a win and a loss. We can't bank on the defense to save us, which we're up right now. The first two games. Well, I can't. I'm not going to count game one. This game, the defense felt like, I felt like they saved us, but they they did their job, which is my number four take. Defensively, we always going to marry the defense every week because they get a lot of turnovers. They had four turnovers, three interceptions by Hooker. Let's see. I know Hooker had one. Curse had the other one, and Diggs had the, had. Had the had the I think he had the first one, yeah. Diggs curse hooker. Those are interceptions. So 
You're able to force turnovers. Michael Parsons picked up a fumble. He sacked the quarterback twice. Uh, let's see who else should we get the shining star to. Osa. Osa was driving their offensive lineman back. He did it numerous times throughout the game to the point where Zach Wilson couldn't get anything off. Um, let's see. Garrett Wilson. Two receptions for 83 yards and a touchdown. Now, I thought he would kill us this game. But without a quarterback, he ain't going to kill us for nothing. He ain't going to kill us. <laughs> he ain't going to kill us. No. But I, I like Garrett Wilson's game, though. That's, that's, that's the biggest thing. But we shut him down. I'm glad I'm glad they made adjustments to be physical with him because he he struggles with phys, physical cornerbacks and he's never faced a defense like this before. So those are my four first four. Number five, the Jets ten, Dallas thirty. Two and zero. Oh. We are two and zero. Oh. I want to give a shout out to Brandon Aubrey. He went five and five. On Sunday, is it, the question of the day would be: Is the Cowboys legit? Is the Cowboys legit? Arizona is our next opponent. So, is this a trap game? According to Mister Broadus. So let me answer the first one. Yes, I'll say yes. Now. Let me slow down your role before people talk about the Super Bowl, before people talk about uh, crazy things like that. There's other teams in this league that are fighting for what we're trying to get to. Like, I wouldn't even message this, but the Washington Commanders, I don't know when we play them. I had a sneak peek of their offense. Okay. This team came back from 18 down, but they nearly blew the game. They nearly blew the game. That game was on when, I, I don't have red zone, but that game was on when the Cowboys were blowing out the Jets. Like It was like late in the fourth quarter, CBS switched it over to Commanders and, and the Broncos. And I'm like, what's this? The Commanders up 35-24 with Denver scoring a field goal and then and then the commanders nearly throwing the game away. And I'm like, what is going on with y'all's offense? Why are y'all not finishing? You have to finish. Which in this case, they barely did. Can I say that the commanders are 2-0 and they legit? I'm going to say no. There's holes to fix. Just like the Cowboys. Cowboys have full holes to fix, but they're legit. They're legit because they're their their defense. The defense comes up with was take takeaways. The defense was comes comes up with sacks. Dak is playing at, at an all time level, and Dak has dominated the NFC East. If, if people have not noticed that, he has dominated the NFC East. Can we talk about? Can we say that for Sam Howell? Can we say that from Ron Rivera? No, we can't say that. This is why people, when people ask. Are the commanders legit? They're probably asking themselves that question in Washington. Are they legit? I would say no. Y'all still got work to do. Like I, I didn't have a chance. 
to look at I, I had a chance to look at the highlights But I didn't have a chance to look at their tape But Y'all have work to do Yeah Y'all look good in Eric Benjamin's offense That's great But y'all need to finish games better You don't give up a whole Hail Mary to a guy That has no interest in football anymore He lost his, Russell Wilson has lost his interest In the game Have y'all Has the people in Denver noticed that have y'all not noticed that that Russell Wilson has lost interest in this football in in in, in, in the NFL? Period. Like when, when when we talk about Russell Wilson, it's not about football. It's about his wife, which I love Sierra. I love her to death. That's sad. What has become of Russell Wilson? And then the Commanders almost shit themselves. By, by not knocking that ball down Just knock it down At least throws some pressure to, to Russ Russ is not the same guy anymore I can't wait to play the man I can't I can't wait Because there's some holes that, that I can see In the commanders that we can exploit Is there Is <laughs> there We can get to Sam Howe we can we we can shield Chris Young, even though I have him on my breakout list. We can shield him. <laughs> but with that being said, let me answer the other question: Is this a trap game? Yes, Arizona. Arizona's our next opponent. Yes. Now I'm going to look at Arizona. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all this: Arizona looks horrible. Anytime your quarterback doesn't care about being a quarterback, you have problems in your organization. In this case, yes, it's a trap game because it's a road game. You're playing with uh, Joshua Dobbs, which you faced him in Tennessee last year, last season. He didn't look good last season in Tennessee because. It took him time to groom as an NFL quarter as coming back to the NFL. But what but I look at the score versus the Giants, I'm like, how did the Cardinals score twenty eight points against the Giants? How? Twenty eight points against the Giants. And almost won the game. It was like twenty to nothing at the half. And then all of a sudden I look up, the Giants won. 31 to 28 Which by the way They lost Saquon Barkley For three weeks It was an ankle sprain We're, we're wishing him well But What Has Arizona done To convince That they can beat Dallas On Sunday I think if we lose this game We're only going to beat ourselves And the noise will be huge in Dallas I'm not even going to uh, predict a blowout because it's, it's early. It is early. We got to wait to mid-October to for football to see who is who will come out of the pack. Who will come out of the pack? It's early. So, it is a trap game. And honestly, I don't know who's going to win it. I don't know. I have to look at it. And give y'all an answer on social media. 
Which, by the way, in the future, I want to do a second podcast during the week. And in that way, I can give you all my thoughts about everything. College football and college basketball included. So now, this is the game that I didn't like to watch. Because I wanted to talk about Colorado, but you know what? I could, I'm going to integrate Colorado with North Texas. I want to talk about North Texas first, and I'm going to integrate Colorado from there. I'm just going to give you a, I want, I want to say a prayer before I talk about North Texas. So let's play, let's play a clip from Coach Prime's mother praying to the team before the Colorado State game. Let's play that clip, please. Get upset a lot. Unless they're talking about y'all, or they talking about my mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, back where I come from, when somebody says something about your mom, you put one foot back. Mm-hmm. You were ready to get down. He didn't directly say something about my mom, but he alluded to the fact that his mama raised him, and my mama didn't raise me right. So now you heard that from Coach Prime's mother. Um, just one little, just a little, little prayer. Oh, play the music, please. Um, just a little prayer before I talk about my North Texas stuff. So, North Texas played a lot of tech. This was one of the boringest games in the week. And I, I can honestly say that. I can honestly say that. North Texas fooled themselves in this game. 24 for 40 for 313 yards and two touchdowns. That's Chandler Rogers. Nine carries for 35 yards. That's great numbers, guys. That's great numbers. But he was hitting open receivers because LaTeX was playing self coverage, soft coverage. Um, the mindset is there as far as throwing the ball and running when he's given the opportunity. He had a lot of opportunity in this game, and, I, and he took advantage of it. Uh, there's no quarterback comparison. So when I hear Eric Moore, Moore as a head coach talk about we're going to look at different options at quarterback, like, excuse me, let me for, be for the first to say I advocate for Chandler Rogers. See, I'm sitting at one and two, right? I have a chance in the world to go to a bowl game. And this quarterback has led us to a victory. Almost led us to his victory last week against FIU if we did not shit the bed on defense. We can't put, we gotta defend anyone. And let me say that in, in a second. But, what are you talking about, Eric? This is why last week I said your messaging is wrong. Why would you say you, you have a quarterback competition now? Has Chandler Washington not proved himself? Has not, what else does, does he need to, need to improve? What else? What is there? Nothing. 
He's our quarterback. Rodgers is our quarterback. Stop screwing around. Just announce it. But then again, you're preaching to, to, to the right audience of Stone Earl to his friends and family that says, you know what? We're going to put Stone Earl at quarterback after the, after the off, after the bye. Why the F would you do that? You are one and two. This is supposed to be a cupcake spe- uh, schedule. We barely lo- we barely won this game. We barely won this game. We barely won. But you you keep saying we're going to give the guy a chance, the best, the best, the best guy, the chance to win. Whatever the words were was saying, words he's, he was saying. And I'm like, has the Chandler Rogers proven himself? Has he not proven himself? 300 yards? What are we talking about? What are we talking about quarterback competition? We're talking about quarterback competition. This late in the game? Guys are getting ready to transfer. Teams have their quarterback set to move further. You're saying we're we, we, we want to integrate Stone Earth. For what? For what? You can't do that shit. We're trying to win the conference. Not trying to shit the bed. Not say we're in rebuilding mode. For what? Why are we rebuilding? Why are we rebuilding? We have nothing at North Texas. Nothing. We have nothing there. We barely beat the the weaker opponent outside of uh, uh, California. We barely beat FIU. We well, we lost to them, but we barely beat La Tech. What are we talking about? But La Tech has some issues too. Look at their quarterbacks. Hank Bushmeyer. It doesn't even matter how how I pronounce his name anymore. Nine for thirteen for one forty-five a touchdown. Jack Turner came in and um, submit uh, Buckheimer in the um, I think he late well in the fourth quarter because the, the, at the time North Texas was up by seventeen was about nine minutes left. So he came in. He went six for eleven for seventy-two yards and two touchdowns. Um. You know, I, these quarterbacks are going to have issues moving forward. La Tech, too. They're going to have issues moving forward. Number two, the running game. This is ridiculous. Are we going to go with the two-headed monster of uh, Adeyi, who had 19 carries for 148 yards and two touchdowns? Or Oscar Alloway, he had 13 carries for 44 yards. So now, are we going to go two running backs or three? I'm trying to understand where we're going to go as far as running back goes. We can go two running backs and make sure that, you know, one complements the other and do it that way. Number three, um, wide receivers. Roger Burns had 11 receptions for 134 yards. Jamari Macklin, four receptions, 55 yards and a touchdown. LaTeX was playing soft covers throughout the whole entire game, basically. Basically, you can just throw the ball up, and they'll be there for the catch. They will be there. They'll be there for the catch all the time. And so now, after the bye week, you got two quality receivers. Not solid, but quality receivers. 
who's going to emerge out of that? Roderick Burns or Jeremy Macklin? Well, actually, not Jeremy Macklin. Jamar Macklin. It begs to differ. As long as they have a quarterback, then these guys will get the ball. Now let's talk about the defense number four. The defense is ranked 130th if in the country. Last, 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 last. We had a sack. That's one sack. Uh, we need more pressure on the quarterback. We need to force turnovers. We gave up 23 points in the fourth quarter. We nearly blew the game on defense. Let me tell y'all something. I am tired of this team. Uh, no, I, I'm actually tired of people talking about how good of a team we, uh, this team is. This is why no one watches North Texas. Because of their defense, their lack of defense. Who wants to see a, t- a, a, a worser team give up 500 yards a game to weaker opponents? Or better yet, nearly 500 yards in this game. Who wants to see that? This is scheme. This is scheme all over it. And I want these guys to stop lying. Players included. Stop lying to us. Of how. We're, of how. Y'all are good enough. Y'all are trying to get one victory. Y'all are selling for more victories. We, I need. Some honesty. I want to be honest. Be honest with me. Just say we suck. Just say we sucked on defense. We're trying to get better. It's okay to be honest. It's okay to say, you know what? We're crap. We're 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 not doing the offense a favor. We suck. We don't know where to go. We don't know what scheme we're running. We don't know how to pressure the quarterback. Which, by the way, we're not pressuring the quarterback enough. We're allowing quarterbacks to run. We're allowing quarterbacks to sit there in the pocket and just throw the ball. To these wide receivers that have no names. We never heard of Smoke Harris until now. Until now. We don't know anybody. But yet you're giving lesser guys the shine on defense. You what you're giving up. You gonna sell for this crap. You're going to hire a guy that gives up 500 yards a game. You're going to hire a guy that's 130th in the country. Over a thousand people that, that go to the stadium every freaking Saturday that watches your crap on this field. I'm tired. I, I, I am tired of having a, a, an awful defense. We can't tackle. Next thing you know, we got to fire this guy. Next thing you know, we, 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 we can't get pressure on the quarterback because we're running far. We don't, I, I know we don't have quick athletes, but the 3-3-5 will not work in college football. You got to run it well. Somebody's got to teach this defensive corner how to run a defense in the bye week. Sit down with them and say, you know what? Here's how you run a, a, a freaking defense. Go four three. Sometimes you you bring the, the other the linebacker on the other side, where it's left, right, or in the middle, to pressure the quarterback. Show little pressure. Get to the quarterback. Stop screwing around and allowing this quarterback to throw over your head. 
that's why we don't watch this crap anymore, man. Because other teams will get it. Other teams will say, you know what? Defense according, y'all need to fix your shit. This is why Coach Prime is saying you need to fix your shit against TCU. TCU, no way in hell should have had 42 points. And then they came back and gave Nebraska 14 points. But then again, you know, um, you know, I, I don't mind against Colorado State. I don't mind that at all. But they got to fix this, bro. They got to fix this. I'm not going to apologize for being right. But y'all have to fix this crap. And I don't care. I mean, we'll win, of course, on offense. But there's going to come a time. There's going to come a time you're going to run into the wrong game. I, it could be the next game on the 30th or it could be the games after that. You're going to come to a time you're going to, everything's going to be shut down. Y'all are going to lose by 50 points. Mark my words. Or even like by 30. I'll give you 30. Stop screwing around. Address the issues right now. And I thought someone made the schedule wrong because their bye week is on the 23rd. That's too early. It's too early for a bye week. Normally, teams take their bye weeks around mid-October or early October at the latest. But now, but now, you're asking them to play all these games throughout the end of the season until the end of November, basically. So, it's a lost season. But enough of that. Let's talk about some Colorado talk. So, Colorado beat Colorado, say, 43 to 35. You heard the prayer from Coach Prime. Let's hear from Jay Noville only. Talk about the shade that he gave to Coach Prime last week before the game. Let's play that clip, please. You know, we had to do a bunch of ESPN videos, and it was great. I loved it. And and uh, But our kids came out of those videos really with a chip on their shoulder. They're tired of all that stuff. They really are tired of it. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off, and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. So, you know, they're not going to like us no matter what we say or do. It doesn't matter, okay? So let's go up there and play. And so I... That's just how I feel about it. And so I don't mean to take over the show, but it's your show. I'm just tired of <laughs> I mean, I'm tired of all that stuff. It's just it's it's and I know everybody else is too. So um, let's go play. And 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 um, we got a bunch of good kids. I told our team there's not a there's not another group of kids I'd like to go to Boulder with. We're tired of you, Jay Noville. We don't even know you to like we don't even know you. Knew, we didn't. We never knew you until you opened your mouth. Like we, we didn't know you when you had a radio show. I know coaches have their radio annual radio shows during the season. Every coach in America, college football wise, college basketball, has a radio show, and they talk about you know the games during the week, all that stuff, and it's great. It's great, but. We didn't know you until you opened your mouth. So, with that being said, <laughs> we 
didn't know you, coach. We're tired of you. And let me put the game in a sense. Okay, so I watched the whole entire game. Um, YouTube, curse of YouTube, thank you. Shout out to Matthew Loves Ball. Thank you for the long highlights. I appreciate that. I can only subscribe to that because I don't like these motherfuckers showing 10 to 12 minute clips of highlights. And I get it and I understand. But this guy, oh my gosh. You literally watch the game in like 30 minutes. Whole entire game in 30 minutes. Oh my gosh. Look at that. Nice. But anyways. Uh, Jay Noville, dude, you cost us the game. You caught, and I, I'm not caught about saying, I don't know anything. Kind of, you're preaching to your crowd, which is the, which is the other side. You're preaching to your crowd. Dion is preaching to his crowd. So Dion can do whatever he wants. He's been successful. Like if you didn't open your mouth and play football, Maybe Colorado State wins. Maybe. Maybe. But at the same time, y'all had every chance to win the game. I hate when teams, like I said, I said this. I said, when teams are up by double digits leading into the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter, you have to put the, you have to put the dry, you have to put them down their throat. You have to, you have to put them away. Their quarterback in the fourth quarter was playing scared. He played great. He played great, but he played scared in the fourth quarter. I don't know if I can blame the offensive coordinator. I don't know if I can blame this person, but he played scared in the fourth quarter. And to be honest with you, it cost him the victory. It literally cost him the victory. So with that being said, I if you didn't open your mouth, Jay, we would never know who you are. And now we know who you are. We got to make fun of you. We got to make fun of you because you're blaming. <laughs> like it, it just doesn't make sense how an unknown coach can come after a former athlete, an outstanding coach that's that's blatantly honest about his his personality and how he works and how haters are going to hate his work. Because you got three of them. You got Kendall Bryles, who doesn't like Shador Sanders. And also, you got Matt Rule, who hates Colorado. And then you got Jay Novell, who doesn't like Coach Prime. Well, he may not. He doesn't like his person. He doesn't like the glasses and all that stuff. I want to know. Somebody should have put something. But then again, someone when they were, came to midfield... Right, I'm going to explain the rest of the game in a second. When they came to midfield, I wish there was a mic up. There was a mic up in that field that that could have picked up everything. Like Coach Prime said, let the camels roll. And with that being said, I didn't really pick up what they were saying in that huddle. I wish ESPN would have got a little closer instead of the students. Because I'll never, I, we will never hear the real truth. Now I want to hear from Coach Prime of what he said potentially to Jay Novell. Let's play that clip of Dion Coach Prime, please. When Jay was asked about it earlier, he said about 
maybe went on or what was said. He said you can ask Prime about that. So well, is there anything meaningful? No, no, I, I know Shador kind of got in between it. But no, I don't. Man, I don't hold. You know, I could be petty if they petty, but I ain't. I ain't got time for that, man. I'm, I'm on to bigger things. Hey, I'm happy for the brother. I really am, man. I'm happy that they fought, that they played a good game. I'm happy he's a head coach. I'm happy for any brother that's doing it and successful, man. I, I truly am. I don't. I don't know where all this stuff comes from. I have to respond because you know, it's my mama taught me that. You know, you just ain't gonna take me, and I'm gonna sit back and ain't gonna say nothing. But I'm happy for that dude, man. I don't know him. But I'm happy for him. I wish the best for him. I really do. So, anyways. And I do wish the best for him, too. I mean, I, I just... I just, You just got to watch what you say. What you say to someone that's been successful. That's someone that's worked hard from scratch. Right? Like, not given an opportunity, but... People will say what he wants. And Shadur was there just... I don't know what he what he was there for, but he was just just in case if something something were to happen, right? And so that's a tight knit Colorado family. We got a few believers. I ran to one yesterday. Well, actually, I ran to two people yesterday that they believe in Colorado's success. I believed in it from from the time he he stepped to his press post conference press conference because I knew. The type of person I knew the videos that I've seen on YouTube explaining, uh, you know, what he brought to his personality every single day. And so the game itself was back and forth. Like I said, Colorado State was up by 11 in the fourth quarter to the point where Shadur engineered a 98 yard drive to tie the game. Now he, he was playing sore. So I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Sunday was more of a recovery cryo day for him and more of a relax your mind type of day because because that was a hard fought 40 well actually that was a hard fought 70 minute game that lasted into 2 a.m. in the morning. I was like damn 2 a.m. in the morning shit. But but it's all good. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he's he's sore. He still got the soreness right now. But by the time tomorrow hits, he'll he'll be all right and get his stuff together. Because I you know I've been there. I you know you know playing basketball. You still get you 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 you're running, you're jumping, you're shooting. So you're using all parts of your body to to make plays. And the soreness hits, and you're in cryo. Basically, all every single hour, which I plan to do soon. But, anyways, I think I have one more clip. Um, yes, but Travis, but this one before I talk about the celebrities that were there, this one got me going. This guy made a name for himself. His name is Henry Blackburn. He did this to Travis Hunter. Let's play the clip.
let's hear from Travis Hunter explaining uh, the issue. That's why that's not happen. So I just stay home and feel what he was supposed to do. It's football. Something bad's gonna happen on the field sooner or later. We just gotta get up and fight again. That's what I try to do. Good thing the doctors stopped me because if there was no doctors there, I would have still been out there playing. But I'm thankful for everybody that helped me that day. Hello, <laughs> you got smoked. Yes, I definitely got smacked. <laughs> So, you heard from Charles Turner. I think he has a lacerated. I can't remember what he has. It's not kidney. I think it's something else. But the report says he's going to be out three to four weeks. And um, you know, like, he, like, and then we just got to wish him the best. Now for Henry Blackburn, yesterday. I have something right here that I want to read to y'all. So Blackburn, the defensive back that made the hit on Travis Hunter that sent, that sent shockwaves to the world. I like how Shandor came to his defense. So, so you know, I I I kind of I kind of want to see that more in sports. You know, no one's going to throw punches. No one's going to throw anything. It's just coming defense of your brother, right? And so he hit the he hit him high. It was way after the whistle, and it sent. I thought at at some point Hunter had a concussion, but he stayed in the game for two more plays, and then he went to the hospital. Um, and the report that I got yesterday that Henry Blackburn is getting threatened by his family. Henry Blackburn and his family. There's the death threats that Colorado, not their players, some of their fan base are sending death threats to Henry Blackburn. His address, his phone number, his mother's number were posted online. And I'm like, these people, society is taking it too far. It's taking it too far, man. Why would you? The stupidest things that people will do to grab attention. You're at a risk of man's life over a freaking hit? Yeah, the hit is dirty. Of course. The hit was dirty. Yes. Yes. But but at the same time, at the same time, I I honestly think it was uncalled for. And he wasn't thinking at the moment. We all done stupid things. We all do them. Basically all the time or or maybe we got younger <laughs> and we and we learn from those mistakes. But we're gonna go that far to waste all that energy over a fucking hit. A hit that you know God, God thank God he's alright. Thank God Travis Hunter is, is going to be okay. But at the same time, it's not worth risking another man's life. It's not worth it. 
And so in this case, it's just the world we live in these days, man. You want to kill, you want to harass someone over nothing, right? Someone does something, okay. Okay, you're going to get a reaction. Shadur just did it. He just did a reaction. He just did it. Some, And it was just an emotional charge game. It was just... It's just a hit. Things happen. Things happen. In person. Online. Well, actually, it shouldn't even happen online. In this case... It did. Because a lot of people who woke up to seeing that hit... I'm pretty sure the ones that sitting well actually let me let me rephrase this. The people that were there and the people that woke up to see the solid hit may have gotten to Henry Blackburn's uh contact information and posted it out there anywhere which it shouldn't be there, period. You you guys have nothing better to do with your lives. You don't go to work. You don't. Uh, you don't live anywhere. You have no. You have no ambitions to grow. You have nothing in your life going on, but yet you want to threaten somebody else's over a football play. Well, actually, a football game. It's a game. Things happen. Players don't think when they're they're, they're inside the helmet or. In this case, playing basketball or baseball, things happen. Emotions, emotions get the best of people. In this case, Henry Blackburn got the emotions in himself. He got the emotions. He heard the noise. He probably saw the videos during the week. He saw the hype train. It's like, let me send a message. That was Henry Blackburn thinking in his mind saying, let me send a message to Travis Hunter. That this is not going to be loud. I'm pretty sure he didn't mean it. But it, like I said, it's an emotional charge game. Period. There's other things that happened during the game. Like, for example, Shudur got taken down by one of the uh, defensive backs. Uh, well, actually, defensive end. He got ejected for targeting. Which, by the way, that's not targeting. targeting. That is a clean football hit. I thought targeting was the hit was the head. Hit him in the head. But Shadur got taken down. It's not worth it's not warrant an ejection because of the game. Let the players play. Let the outcome be. I'm glad Colorado won. I honestly think Colorado was gonna win. Yeah, I, I the, despite the injection. Colorado's gonna win in the inmates regardless. But this is ridiculous. Y'all have to stop. Y'all have to y'all y'all have to find something better to do with your lives. Go read a book. Go to a conference. Go to church. Put church in your life. Stop screwing around and messing with players' lives, man. Or messing with someone else's life, for that matter. Walk this way. It's a two-way street. I'm gonna go this way, you can go the other way. Stop screwing around. But, anyways, I just want to make that point out. Celebrities were there. The Rock. Anytime you bring The Rock. Oh, my gosh. 
Oh my gosh. And then you bring in Lil Wayne, Offset, Chauncey Billups, Kyle Lowry. Uh, there was a few others there as well. Um, and then you get, first take was there Friday. And then you got the fight between College Game Day, ESPN, and Fox Big Noon Saturday. So ESPN was showing the game. Fox was not. Fox showed the first two games. They were there at the first two. They were there in Fort Worth. They were here. They were here in Fort Worth against Colorado. And then they went to Colorado to be there. And so this is going to be a fight to the finish. And I and whoever gets the Colorado media coverage, oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. I don't know what will happen. This is going to be interesting, guys. This this is early college football, early early college football takes. Where ESPN and Fox are fighting between, well, actually Fox Sports, they're fighting between who gets the Colorado Buffs games next week or later on. Does ESPN get all of it or does uh, Fox get majority of it? Because Fox now they're showing night games, so so in this case for me living in Dallas Fort Worth, you know if I'm watching college fo- uh, if I'm watching the Colorado game, I expect that to be at nine o'clock at night. Which by the way, Fox Four shows news at that time. So it's going to be a major fight. It's, let's see who who gets that fight. Who win? I'm sorry, who wins that fight? Now, does my text? Uh, there's no North Texas game next week, like I said. There, there's a, there is a Texas a Baylor game, and also Colorado plays Oregon. So, again, the Oregon coach says some things during the press conference. I think it was uh, I got to find that video. He said the lines of like you know when when Colorado got announced, they're going to the Big Twelve next year. Dan Lanny, the young coach for Oregon said hey what have they done like the asshole type of move you know but he's I see his point I see his point but I want to find that clip I'm going to talk about that next week and that's when they play in Oregon so that so their biggest test is going to Eugene and playing an Oregon team who's put up a lot of points with their spread offenses so we'll diagnose that game and then we'll talk about that next week. Now, coming out next, let's talk about the WNBA games tonight and what you should look out for. It's coming up next. It's Beyond the Game on Fishbowl Radio. I'm coming home, I'm coming home Tell the world I'm coming home Let the rain wash away All the pain of yesterday I know my kingdom awaits And they've forgiven my mistakes I'm coming home, I'm coming home Tell the world I'm coming home Where I 
never felt so yeah. strong and I'm back, I'm baby. feeling like there's nothing uh -huh. I can't try nothing. And if you with me, put yeah. your hands high Put your hands high You haven't lost a life before hey. This one is for you, me, put your hands you. high Dreams for you, you rock with the best I'm in you I hear the tears of a clown uh. I hate that song I always feel like they talking to me when it comes on, Come on. Another day, another dawn Another Keisha, nice to meet you, get the math, I'm gone but What am I supposed to do when the club lights come on? It's easy to be pumped, but it's harder to be shown What if my twins ask why I ain't married a mom? Damn, how do I respond? What if my son stares with a face like my own And says he wants to be like me when he's grown? Shit, but I ain't finished grown Another night that never will come long Another day, another dawn Come on To the place I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Check this out. A house is not a home. I hate this song. Is a house really a home when your loved ones is gone? And niggas got the nerve to blame you for it. And you know you would've took the bullet if you saw it. But you felt it and still feel it. And money can't make up for it or conceal it. What you deal with and you keep ballin'. That's why some lickin' playboy and we keep ballin'. Baby, we've been living in sin cause we've been really in love. But we've been living as friends. So you've been a guest in your own home It's time to make your house your home Pick up I'm the phone coming Come home. I'm coming home Tell the world that I'm coming home Let the rain wash away All the pain of yesterday I know my kingdom awaits And they've forgiven my mistakes I'm coming home coming home Now I love that song Whenever it comes on It makes me feel strong I thought I told y'all that We won't stop Till we back cruising through Harlem These old blocks is what made me Save me, drove me crazy Drove me away, then embraced me Forgave me for all of my shortcomings Welcome to my homecoming Yeah, it's been a long time coming A lot of fights, a lot of scars A lot of bottles, a lot of cars A lot of ups, a lot of downs Made it back, lost my dog And here I stand, here I stand Man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm Thank you, Lord.
Beyond the Gay Podcast, official radio. My name is Jamie again. Uh, so, before the break, um, we I wanted to talk about some WNBA stuff. I didn't even mention it, I'm sorry. So, with all this Colorado stuff we're talking about, um, all the football that we're talking about, we cannot, like I said, I will not allow y'all to forget about the ladies, Okay. WNBA, they're playing basketball. They're playing basketball. Have you not? Have you not watched? Have you not realized that? Oh, I'm just gonna watch it. For what? You already missed the whole season. Why are you watching it now? Because of the playoffs. Hmm. Okay. Well, let me give you some game two previews that you guys will watch out for tonight. So let's do Mystics versus Liberty. Game two. Now, this is what I got from the Mystics, okay? I wrote this. This is me. This is me talking. Athletic side. Uh, most, they, tonight, they got to adjust, okay? They got to jump the screen when Nessu comes off. They got to avoid shooting less than 45%. That's the Mystics. Uh, they got to get out in transition. 12 points, at least 20 will, will they got to get out in transition. And no, not, not selling threes unless 
Lee Lu Mong is in the game. Lee Mong is in the game. Um, avoid turnovers, and also losing out Allen is uh, uh, no, not Allen. Austin is key because I'm not going to ask Miisha Allen to come on the screen on defense. This is on defense. I'm not going to ask her to jump the screen when Netsu comes off. I'm not going to ask Elaine Deladon to do the same thing. They tried that, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So what are you going to do with Samira Nescu? You got to make sure that on the screen, you got to be able to jump it. You got to be able to, in this case, I do think you have to, to adjust. You might have to, uh, you might have to, this is tough. You might have to double her at least. And I hate to say that because Anescu is not your is not the main problem. It's Lanny, because Lanny Bernadette Lanny is going to get what she wants. If if Anescu's doubled, Lanny's going to get what she wants. If they're going to sw- swing the ball to Lanny or jo- Jaquel Jones inside of Rana Stewart, then um, you get the shots up. Well, you could play zone. The zone's weak with the Mixers because the Mixers don't have the players to play the zone. They don't have, they can't rebound. They're worse at rebounding. You're not asking Deldon to rebound. You're not, you're definitely not asking uh, Misha Heinz Allen to rebound. That's why you need Austin in there because Austin can do those things. Austin can get out and jump the screens. Austin can score points for you when Deldon is not on. But at the same time, you're losing that main piece that on defense. Now, granted, on, on offense, if Del Donkey can find a way to get the ball down low and find a way to play at least five extra minutes, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to say Del Don must play five extra minutes. Um, it doesn't work. She's got to play at least five extra minutes. Five extra minutes for Deladon. Then, then I I do I I see I see the uh, Mystics' chances of going back home. But if they can't do those things, then they're going home. And I don't like to say doubling an rescue because you gotta you gotta remember Stewart is there too. She can get off her shot. You gotta play physical with Stewart as well. Um, Jaquel, the Liberty have a lot of pieces. They have a lot of pieces to, to scout for and to defend, but it's like, it's not going to work out in the Mystics' favor because the Mystics have been injured all year long. And that's hard to say. But it's the truth. It's the truth. You gotta get one victory, just one. In this case, like I said, you got to post Deldon up. You got to find the mismatches. Take advantage of the mismatches because the Liberty will. They won't. They ha, they they have depth all around. All around, which is why it's it's a tougher team to to play against. Uh, on the Liberty side, you don't have to give the misses any. So don't give them hope to win the game. Don't give them hope to run out in transition and get their points. Uh, the Mrs. are a half-court team. 
they're they are a half court team. They like to slow the pace down. Brandon, Brittany Sykes goes about sixty miles per hour. Yeah, that's really slow on the basketball court. But if you really want to go pace, I think you gotta you gotta triple that. You gotta triple that. You gotta you gotta get layups. You gotta get rhythm open threes. Remember what I said rhythm open threes. Rhythm open threes. We gotta get them in transition. We can't just jack them up. That's on the missing side. Now the Liberty, let me finish this. Sykes may take over this game. You don't give her anything. You put a bigger defender on Sykes, a physical defender on Sykes, so she does not get to the rim. Her one move is getting to the basket, guys. That's it. That's her one move. Other than that, she can't shoot a jump shot to save her life. She's not a, a good jump shooter, which is why Lou Mung is in the game to uh, to provide that. Tierra Hawkins is not going to do the same thing either. So the Mystics, the Mystics are screwed when it comes to depth. So with that being said, Lou Mung has to get... Oh, this is good. This is good. Lou Mung has to... Um, Lou Mung is, is the offensive provider when she comes off the bench. When she comes off the bench, she provides an offense. Not Brittany Sykes, not, uh, Naisha, uh, Natasha Cloud, not her, not Ariel Atkins. Now, Ariel Atkins is one, one, I will say this. Ariel Atkins has to play at least 40, uh, at least the whole entire game tonight. I think she's going to be guarding both Stewart, Johannes, Anescu, Lanny, you name it, she's going to guard them. But she can do that. But you got to get Jones post-ups inside with the Mystics not having a bigger person inside as well. So Austin not being there tonight, that gives an advantage to Jones post-ups inside and it gives her offensive rebounding because the Mystics don't rebound the ball well. Those rebounds come off. You got to be able for Jones. You got to be able to swipe the player away and get to the glass. Um, this comes down to adjustments. Who makes the second half adjustments in the second half? Is it Eric Chibu or Sandy Brondello? This is what comes down to it. So on the Liberty side, if let's say. Deldon's getting what she wants inside. Or let's say Brittany's, they're getting yeah, at least 15 points in transition. They're shooting the three ball well, which the Mystics do, don't, aren't, don't have. <laughs> they don't have a three-pointer. They don't have a three. They don't shoot the ball well. But if they did, I like their chances. But if they don't, it's going to be a long night. Of defense because the Liberty have that. So, with that being said, I do see. I do see them. I do see the Liberty winning this game. I do see them getting a sweep. Just sweeping them out the building. I do see them getting a sweep in this game. Um, it's tough. It is. It's literally tough because you got to rem is is got to remember where the Mexicans were 
before the season started. Healthy team, healthy roster. They brought a bunch of players in. And then all of a sudden, Christy Tolliver goes down two weeks ago. And now, and now you don't have that backup point guard. So now you're asking guys to play, actually ladies in this case, play extra minutes. So it, it, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough slated for the Mystics. They got, they got to find a way. If they find a way to win this game, then it's all fair game. Austin comes back for game three. It provides a, a major difference. It, it helps in the in the numbers. It, it definitely helps. So you just got to get possessions. You just got to get something going. Don't let the Liberty go out and shoot a bunch of threes. And you got to call timeout. That's what Nescu did. When they did not jump the screen, Anescu, on Anescu, they called timeouts, okay? Way too early, okay? And it was double digits and the game was over. That was the fourth quarter. So, you got to avoid the crowd noise when it comes out to Mexico. Now, the Liberty, now the Liberty you cannot, you got to get back in transition. You got to get back on defense. Now, teams can run all over you. Teams can shoot threes over you. But you're, you you will be tested tonight. The Liberty will be tested tonight if they can close it out, which I think they will. Num- uh, the Dream versus the Wing. Oh, I thought it was quiet for a second. Thank you. Uh, Dream versus the Wing. This is the last matchup I'm going to do. Now... The dream pissed me off. This is this is why I don't like, and I just said it last the last break. I don't like when teams are up by double digits and you give up the lead in the four, in the second half. In this case, which that happened in the second half, actually the end of the second quarter, Dallas went on the eighteen to two run to get it tied at the half, and they took over from there. Satu had 32 points in game one. But the Dream, they got to get somebody else to score other than Howard. Ryan Ryan Howard had 34 points. A masterful performance. She went 8 for 15 from beyond the arc. Um, coaches must address the droughts during the game. So there was a lot of droughts on the Dream side. They, they have to address during the game. Um, it's okay to get a layup, ladies. It's okay. It's okay to shoot a mid-range jump shot. It's okay. I do it all the time. Uh, they got to stop Solidly from scoring. You got to force her right. Uh, she doesn't like contact. So if, if there's somebody that can be physical with her, then then let's put that on her. But then again, Atlanta Atlanta does not have any physical players on their roster. They're, they're very balanced. They play. They have players that can defend the perimeter, but. I don't know what type of defense they're in. I don't know who who's going to guard solidly tonight. But at this point, at this juncture, you got to guard her physical. You got to play her physical because she doesn't like contact. Rebounding, like I said, rebounding is is another one. And also another player you got to be physical with is Taryn McCowan. Now, no one has the height to match 
Terry McCown on the roster? No one. And even if they did, they're not going to play that player because what this playoff is is that they're going to play their best players out on the court. Like Sinead Parker, Alicia Gray, um, Ari McDonald, you name it. They're going to play their best players. Surprised that Haley Jones did not get a run this game. I'm surprised at that. Because they, they need depth, in the, especially in the front line. Now, I would challenge Coach Smith. Well, not that. Well, what's her name? Coach Wright. Co- Coach Wright. There's no one right here next to me. I don't know why. Coach Wright. I would challenge her to play Haley Jones at the four. That's to defend. The, the, that's to defend the personnel that Dallas is throwing out there. So Dallas throws out um, McCowan. They make uh, Salby, Howard, Enrique, Dangerfield. Basically, you're going to be guarding Salby, uh, Howard, Natasha Howard, and you're going to be guarding Terry McCowan. I think you got, uh, for Atlanta, you got to throw bodies out there. You got to see what Haley Jones can do. I don't think she played at all in game one. Um, Nas Hillman is another one that that I expect to get a bunch of run tonight. Um, who else? I already mentioned Shanae Parker. Um, I already mentioned Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard can't be your main scorer on this team for the second straight game, could she? But then again, the WNBA gives them three days off, and so which is good because because you want the players to get refreshed and readjusted. And get back to the floor of the get get back to the flow of the game. So with the dream, it's going to be tough tonight to close out. I think I thought game one was in the back for them. I thought I'll say, you know what, the dream's got it. And I don't think I picked them, but I picked the I, I picked the wings to win it. Well, actually, you know what, I can go back to the notes if I see to see if I picked the wings because I could be wrong on that. Oh, um, I'll check later because it's in my phone. I I knew I wrote wrote it somewhere. So, with that being said, um, the dreams matchup, and I really they don't play any zone. I but their man will get them. I really want to know if they can finish strong. That's the dreams Achilles heel. They don't finish strong in the games. They're, they they they'll play hearts out through the first three. But when it comes to the fourth quarter, they start to struggle. They start to crumble. That's what happened in game one. In game one, the second half, they started to crumble. And we can't have that, Coach Wright. Or else it's going to be a long offseason for you of what could have been. Remember what I said on to the page at the All Things WNBA. I said the dream could be better than the Liberty next season. Because they have, the, they have the depth, they have the Ross, the depth, they have the coach, they have ownership, and they have the fans. And so, with that being said, that's all you need. The first three are easy. They're easy. You, you need them. You need the first three. But Coach Wright, come on, bro. Like, like stop playing with us. Stop playing with us. You have to challenge your players 
in a meaningful playoff game. Which, by the way, I'll give you my predictions in about in in, in a second. But let's get to the wings. The wings they gotta get ready to transition. So, so the, the times I watch the wings, they're like a semi half court slash running team. They don't run out. In transition, they like to slow the pace down according to LT's pace. So LT's pace is like pass the ball, move, cut, communicate, slow the pace down instead of, you know, let's, let's let the defense come back and just try to, uh, you know, play defense. And I'm saying to you, this is me talking. I'm saying put it down their throat. Cause you got to remember, Atlanta does not have nothing. They don't have depth. Atlanta's playing out of position. This game one lost all the confidence for them. It lost they lost it. So they're not they're not ready. They're not ready to to for Dallas. Which in this case, Enrique has to stay consistent. And when I say stay consistent, I mean the high the the good field goal percentage of 50% or better. Well, actually, let me give you 45 or better. So 45% or better. That means a layup. That means when you when you got someone on skates, you shoot a jump shot over there and you make it. I'm not worried about her on defense. I'm worried about her on offense. I want her to go off tonight. Just like Solaby did. Solaby had no issue going off in game one. She had 32 points. Again, she can put another three piece, another dirty piece again, which is capable that she's going to do that. So they got to start well and finish strong. They didn't start well. They didn't start well off the gate, but I, but they got to finish strong. So that means start well, finish strong. If they're up by double digits after the first quarter, I think I, it's fair to say that Dallas has got this right. But then again, other teams make runs and they start coming back and start throwing punches and, and making shots and not real punches, but like, you know, like, um, physical play happens. All of a sudden they give Ryan Howard their, they get Ryan, they, def, they try to defend Ryan Howard. They try to defend Solaby, but it's not working out. So for me, that, that once that, that, that could guard Ryan Howard, I will say, I would say Solby, either Solby or Howard. I'm not even gonna put Enrique in there. Um, their depth at the at the uh, at the front court is very limited, very limited. Because now you gotta play a walking career in there. You gotta play her, and you got to play um, who's that other player? Maddie Seegers. You gotta play her, even though. Defensively, she's out of position. It's tough. It's tough when you get to the playoffs. You you don't have that front court depth. You don't have the depth that ha- that can play the three and the four. That can defend the two, three, four. You don't have that at all. So, with that being said, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for for uh, Atlanta to find a way. Actually, it's gonna be tough for Dallas to find a way to defend Howard. Because again, she's their main source. She's their main team. Unless somebody comes out of the woodworks and says, you know what? Let me score 20 points. Let me get Alicia Gray. I'm challenging Alicia Gray to score 20 plus points. I'm challenging Shanae 
Parker to score 20 and 10 tonight. I'm challenging her tonight to do that. And I'm also challenging Enrique to shoot better than 40, 40%. Let me write this down before we, before I forget. Janae, Alicia, 20 points. And then Enrique, better than, better than 40%. Okay. So now, I see the Wings winning tonight. Um, I think it's over. Um, it gives time, it, you know, you got the Aces resting since Sunday, so, um, I don't know when the next match will be, but, uh, but if the Wings win, I do assume that the next match will be next week. But overall, we'll, we'll preview that. And if we don't preview it before the game starts next week, then we'll, we'll recap it. I actually know I'll give a preview of it on social media. So, so stay tuned for that. All right. So I try not to make it emotional because today is not an well. It actually kind of is an emotional day. Uh, I didn't lose anyone. It feels like I lost somebody, but I didn't lose anyone. But um, yeah, keep the music playing. Um, keep it playing. Yeah. Um. Monica Kearns. Now, she's a CG trainer. Many people know her in the DFW area. Um, she has really transitioned my life. I think uh, all of Camp Gladder has really trained. All the trainers that I came in and I met in person. I Again, I never done an online workout. Never. Um, never ever done one. But when I met Monica two years ago, I said, I like her camp. I love her energy. It's just all the way good vibes. It's like, man, it's just, it's, it's like, it's like losing a family member. It's like losing the one that you, that you really like. And again, Monica's not my girlfriend. I don't, I, I don't, I don't own her. Somebody else does. But anyways. But she changed. But I was there for two. I was there two years ago, and I've been meaning to come to her camp every Tuesday, Thursday, sometimes Monday, when she did have it on Mondays. And every time it was just every time I saw her, it was like it was like good vibes, treating me with respect, respect, treating that she cared cared about me and, and cared about my healthy habits and you know all the, just holding that accountable. You know, just watching her videos, everything else. Um, so it was just, it was just really, really tough that I got the message yesterday that she's leaving us for a better opportunity, and it's just she, she just changed my life, and she changed my life for the better because I was able to eat healthier. I was able to um, go. To work out every day, and any time I had a chance to go to her workouts, I would go. I wake up at like at <laughs> seven thirty to stretch, to go to her workout all the way in South Lake, which was it's not that far, and go work out with her. And every day, every time I was there, we had to run. So it was just <laughs> she always made a joke about me. Every time I was there, there was always a running workout. 
And so, but um, but now it's like it's like losing somebody that you really like, somebody that you're really passionate about. Um, I usually don't talk about this on the sh- on my podcast because I try to keep it sports. This is sports, and I try to keep it unemotional. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have tears in my eyes because I it doesn't. I don't feel that right now. Maybe when I in private, and maybe when I when I say, "Hey, you know," when when I get my stuff together, then maybe I, I will I reminisce of what what I had when I went to Monica's camp. Um, you know, I, I, as time went on, during that time, the camps got bigger. And as of recently, got smaller, smaller because of the weather and all that stuff. But nonetheless, her camps was was always entertaining. I just love the fact that she cared, and, and you know, it's just it, it was just it, it changed me, and it changed me as a man to see her every day online, on video, in person when I got to see her, and just give me a great workout. Gave us as a community to get great workout. It's like it's like the second time I've seen this this year that I've seen an actual trainer leave CG. I have great relationships with everyone. Shout out to the one Adrian, Adrian over there in Arlington that I got used to. I, I really liked her. We had a great great relationship, like a great friendship, great vibes, and I hope to see her soon. But nonetheless, I hope to see Monica soon in her next light that whatever, you know, whatever type of America that is, corporate America that is, I wish her nothing but the best. And my South Lake stuff would never be the same. All right, guys, um, we're done here. And... Um, yeah, I just want to give her give her a shout out before I left for today. All right, so there's no tears in my eyes. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, come, but next week, next week we're we're gonna talk about the Cowboys versus the Cardinals. We're gonna talk about that game and more college football stuff, and hopefully we'll have a WNBA preview or WNBA recap. Whatever that may be. Alright guys. Um, I want you to mark your calendars. Because this is important. Once I confirm the details. Then this guy will be on the show. He won't be there live. But he'll be on the show. Talk about his new book. And what he's doing outside of football. Uh, his name is Alex Demisic. I'm going to put his name out there. Because October the 10th he'll be here. Not physically, he'll be here. He'll be there virtually. So we have a schedule and take intact. He'll be here. He'll do his thing, and um, that's October the tenth. We'll have fun and we'll go from there. All right, guys, that's it for Beyond the Game podcast on Fish Pro Radio. Make sure you like and you comment and you subscribe to all platforms out there. I want y'all to take care of yourselves, and um, we will see y'all next week. It's Beyond the Game on Fishbowl Radio.
Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Genty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Genty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. 